Welcome to You Don't Say. Listen to real English conversation as we talk about life around the world, cultural differences, and things that have surprised us on our travels. Now here's your hosts, Abigail and Audrey. Welcome everybody to episode 38, and today we have our special guest, Cara Leopold, and she's from Leo Listening. And we're going to talk about uh, how to develop your listening practice. But also we're going to talk a bit about Cara's experiences of living in France. And, uh, yeah, would you like to introduce yourself first? Yeah, sure. Um, Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Glad to be here. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Cara from Lelisting.com. And I help English learners improve their listening skills with movies so that they can understand native speakers a bit better because I like to help people who travel a lot or who want to move abroad because um, I've been living abroad oh, for a long time myself in France since 2007. So I know it's not always easy to understand people when you finally arrive in the country and you hear how they actually speak. <laughs> so that wasn't easy for me in French either. So, so your passion is helping people exactly make that move or, you know, sort of feeling more confident in in understanding the other side. Yeah. So great. So let's let's I'd love to hear more about your first um, experiences in France and I guess over the years how you've changed. Um, you know, I sometimes say like my experience of living in Italy definitely added a bit to my personality of being more Italian like I can't say I'm Italian but there is something in me that's changed in certain certain characteristics and behaviors I do so you've lived in France for many years I imagine I don't know how, how do you identify as yourself now that's probably the first question oh that's a good question yeah I, maybe like um people are quite sort of open about complaining and there's a lot of like everyday informal quite rude actually expressions to do with you know complaining complaining or saying that something annoys you but obviously stronger than just a noise I mean like quite mm. rude words so people mm. are quite um <laughs> quite vocal sometimes about that it's quite funny mm. they like to let off steam um like that and uh, what else do I do now that's very French? Uh, I used to have an issue with like baguette hygiene. So oh. you might have noticed that the way French people handle a baguette mm. is quite unhygienic because in Britain we're used to, you know, um, loaves of industrial bread in plastic packaging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas a baguette is, <laughs> if you go to a bakery, it's, it's like a little a bit small different. piece of paper, isn't it? Like just around uh, a bit. A yeah, little bit of know. paper and like in most bakeries, the people will handle the money and touch the baguette. And oh, no. Although now, our, our bakery, they have done very well in the pandemic in terms of, like, face masks and spit screens, and they have a special glove now for handling the baguette. Okay, okay. Have, and so. each person in the bakery has their glove, and it has their name on it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's, like, super hygienic. But to be honest, I, it's been a while since I kind of – I just – kind of don't think about that anymore and I do the French thing of like you have your baguette and you break off your bit and you just kind of leave it on the table you know you don't even have a plate yeah. put it under your arm <laughs> put it under your well <laughs> I, you know I always had a question maybe you can help me is I always thought like I was fascinated by the baguette carrying as well when I went to France 
I always was thinking, so you buy it from the bakery, you walk out the door, mm. maybe like if you're lucky, you just walk home and you put yeah. it down in the house. But what if like, for example, you've got to put it down in the car? Does that mean you put it on your car seat, like exposed? I suppose you would, yeah, or, or on the dashboard yeah. or something. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, our bakery is literally across the street, so. That's so okay, yeah. I don't do that, but yeah, I guess I suppose people would. Yeah, I mean, it's the same <laughs> logic. You just, people are very comfortable touching their baguette and putting it wherever, you know, it needs, it needs to go. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> if you buy a more expensive one, they tend to give you a bag. So if you just buy the cheapest mm. one, then they just give you the little bit of paper around the middle. Okay. And if you buy like a fancier one, then oh. you actually get a bag for it. So it's just a little endy bit that is poking out. Okay. So that's more hygienic, I have to admit. Um, but you know, I'm <laughs> you more have relaxed to spend about more these things. For that. You have to spend or more. You, you might have to. Or yeah. you, or you go. I, presumably, you go with your own bag. But I have so many times. I've seen people walking with the baguette down the street. So I thought, I crossed my mind. Like, okay, if you, it's usually the bakery is close to your house, so that's fine. But yeah, what if you know? I don't know. You stopped off for a coffee on the way, or you put it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take your baguette for a walk and you just you know you put it where you put it yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you've, you've lightened up with, with, with regards to all of that okay yeah so, hygiene nice. for, for bread yeah yeah okay so um yeah take it take us um through I guess so your experiences moving to France kind of was the the birth of helping English learners understand English as well listening and developing their listening skills would you like to share a little bit more about that that story uh, yeah sure well I suppose moving to France well, I moved to France because I wanted to live in France and I wanted to teach English and I had the mm. opportunity to combine both so yeah that's kind of um where it where it started although not, not necessarily straight away um, and before moving to France, I used to try and watch movies in French on my own. I used to sort of do a lot of immersion stuff at home because um, I realized that was probably going to help me improve the most. So, you know, reading what I could in French and, uh, yeah, watching films. So we're talking like it's not that long ago. Well, it is and it isn't. Like long enough ago that there wasn't as much stuff on the Internet. Mm. um easily available so um yeah I would like borrow movies at the library or sometimes buy you know films and things um but I couldn't really understand much and I mean sometimes I'd be watching stuff on cassette like video cassette because mm. I mean the library wasn't this you know they didn't even necessarily have dvds so you don't even have subtitle options and you're just sitting there like um not really <laughs> understand understanding a lot yeah, of it and not so, really knowing yeah wise I would have needed like a French friend or something or a teacher to really help me figure that out because that is hard to figure out on your on your own like so, so these you were kind of I don't know at the beginning trying to go with the I'll just pick it up kind of if I just listen enough I'll start to pick it up kind of strategy or yeah that kind of strategy because yeah. you're like well you know surely I mean and that was after spending like some time in France you know not mm. um not as much as now but like a few weeks and I was like oh yeah this is really good for improving fast mm. but, but still it's, it's not the same when you're at home and you're practicing mm. on your on your own um yeah yeah no it's tough yeah. it's tough going no um so when did you finally make the move from because I guess when you 
actually managed to start listening and watching with subtitles. Did you start using ones in English and how long did it take you to get from there to being able to watch um, movies in French, for example, without any subtitles? Without any subtitles? I think not that long after, after living in France, maybe full time for a year or two I probably didn't need them as much and well even even at home if I had the option to use subtitles I would have always put them in French because my French was good enough that I would have been able to like read them okay so um so yeah so that's an advantage I think if you can have the same language subtitles it's more it's more helpful but obviously you want to also kind of not be too dependent on them but um yeah, I think things went a bit more quickly after, yeah, after I, I moved. But it still takes time because bearing in mind, you know, by the time I moved, I'd been learning French for years and I'd studied it at a university. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, you know, there's not like a, there's not like a magic day where you sort of understand everything. But um, yeah, it does. It does get better <laughs> over time. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes I guess it's like a moment where all of a sudden you haven't realized that it's actually happened. It's like, oh, hang on a minute, mm-hmm. I actually do understand what they're saying. <laughs> what they, yeah, what they, what they yeah. say. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit like that. I mean, now it's rare that I don't understand things. Mm. Um, so that's a nice place to to be in. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know. I I always thought of like listening. And maybe it's maybe it's my thing, I don't know. But I kind of felt like when I started to learn to listen to a, another language, it was a little bit like tuning into the radio. At the beginning, mm. it's like kind of like you can pick up a bit of the song, but it's not quite happening. And then you kind of tune a little bit more and then like all of a sudden, oh, yeah, you can start to hear the song. And then you tuned in and then you're like, but like without it kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just, it just kind of op- keeps opening up to you, like hearing more and hearing more. I don't know. What do you think of my analogy? Is it like tuning into the radio? <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit. Yeah, I would, I would, I would go. Yeah, I would say that, that that's true up to a point. Yeah, mm. for sure. Like you do feel uh, like you're getting a bit, a bit more, but then people can definitely get stuck. Um, mm. And I think yeah. that can happen a lot with, with movies because there are weird things that make movies more difficult than real life speech. Mm. So I think, yeah, that's where the frustration can can come. Because, I mean, in, in real life, at least people can adapt if they see that you're struggling or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah, or, no, although, we can... Yeah, you can kind of ask for clarification. It's it's not it's not the same as having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you've got a lot of context and sometimes in the movie you don't have that same it's maybe not quite as uh, as obvious. But yeah, I like that. I like that tu- tuning into the radio idea because there is that there's fuzziness and there's interference for the longest time. Mm. Yeah. Until you until until someone can maybe explain to you like why you're yeah. going wrong you're still not catching things you do need feedback at some point for things to get Mm. clearer yeah great so yeah so how like yeah help us a little bit like someone who exactly they want to improve their listening um exactly maybe they're getting a bit stuck they're like they're kind of uh, I guess some people get to a bit of a plateau they're like you know I can understand I don't know I can understand a TED talk this is quite common I, Mm. I understand TED talks um I can understand um presentations at work but yeah exactly like if I'm listening to I don't know 
people having a conversation at the bar, I get blocked or exactly like I try to watch something on TV and it just seems too, too and it, difficult. It's, it's too hard. Yeah. It's how funny, do I, you know? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that topic. I actually have a video and a blog post and it's called why do I understand TED Talks but not conversations and I actually go through an example. I take the mm. same speaker, I believe it's Brene Brown, and uh-huh. look at her when she's doing a TED Talk and then um, also kind of analyse her speech when she's having a more informal, spontaneous conversation. Mm. So you can see yeah. that it's really two completely different types of speech and it's totally mm. normal to understand a presentation that's a monologue that's delivered slowly with the slides in the background and the TED Talk mm. style. Um, yeah. And with conversation or movies and things like this, it's completely different because it's um, language that you're less familiar with, more informal language, a more kind of relaxed style of speaking. People mm. articulate less clearly. They mm. also add in things that you don't get in a TED talk like hesitations and repetitions and fillers and Mm. all these kinds of things so I mean one thing you can do is listen to TED talks less and listen more to people actually speaking in real conversation and yeah I've got another post on that if you like TED talks here's what you should listen to instead so it's things like for example there's a TED podcast so instead Mm -hmm. of listening to a TED speech that Hmm. you can probably understand okay or that might be nice to listen to just to learn some new vocab for instance Hmm. you could listen to the same speaker on the TED podcast being interviewed and that will be closer Hmm. to a conversational style of interaction rather Hmm. than than monologue and a bit more spontaneous probably than yeah that's a nice idea yeah exactly because sometimes the topics are interesting and so oh, yeah, you like sure. I mean, listening, yeah, like because maybe you don't want to listen to exactly like people having a conversation about life. You actually want to, because I often say it's sometimes nice to to listen to a topic that you really like because you can, you know, kind of sometimes kill two birds with one stone. Like, oh, I, I oh, love, yeah. I don't know, I love talking about personal development, um, but I, and I can listen to English conversations about that as well. But exactly, maybe oh, yeah. conversation rather than presentation. Th- yeah. Than presentation. Well, then, well, I mean, the main thing is that you're motivated. The more motivated you are, the more likely you are to persevere, even if it's difficult. So mm. that really is the 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 main way you should be choosing what you're listening to. But mm. If you're having this problem with, I understand TED Talks, but not conversations, you need to switch up what you're listening to and and vary it so that you're not always listening to the same kinds of things. So are there there any... Go on, I'll let you go. (laughs) No, 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 your turn. (laughs) No, I was going to say, so I know that some people, they will just uh, listen to something or they'll just watch and listen. Um but they don't do anything while they're watching or listening. So do you have any simple activities that our listeners could do, for example, while they're watching movies or TV series to help them, I guess, be active instead of just listening passively? Yes, and I, I'm even creating things along this these lines. Like with my students, I send them actual booklets in the post for oh. like writing stuff down while they're while they're watching things. And I'm I'm gonna at some point this year I'm gonna bring out a little booklet for people to just like kind of have on the edge of their couch for um, 
kind of doing a bit of active listening exercises when they're watching a movie. It's called mm. the active listening workbook, literally, because that's what it is. But I mean, you don't need a fancy workbook. I mean, that's just so you can have something fun to write in. You could just have a post-it note next to you. And just the next time that you get to a section of, uh, you know, a scene of the movie or whatever it is, um, that you find a bit tricky you can just try trying to write out what you hear mm. so you only need a really short bit for this so when I say short I'm not talking like a minute I'm talking more like a few seconds short mm. but really really short and just try writing it out and the good thing is that the subtitles give you an instant way to check your work yeah so when mm. you've listened a few times like don't go crazy just listen a few times and then when you're ready you can check with the subtitles and then that way you can see what your problem is so for example where there are unknown words in what you just heard that's usually not the problem the problem is usually known words that sound different so mm. that will start to make you more aware of what's happening to these words when people say them fast so that's yeah. something really simple you can do and you don't need to like fill out pages and pages of work. You just need, you know, a few seconds and just a little bit, little bit of paper and you're mm. good. So it's just like a give you, you could sort of set yourself like a little mini goal. Like, okay, each time I watch something, I'm just going to try this exercise out for like exactly 10 seconds, try, write it out sort of as a little goal. Yeah. yeah and see how it goes. Yeah, and just yeah. And see, see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we need to sort of, yeah, maybe not focus on the understanding everything, but just focus on like a little bit at a time, no? Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, if you can get 80% of what you're watching, so whether it's a TV series or a movie or a podcast you're listening to, then you're not going to need, you can, then you're not going to need the subtitles. What I'm saying is with mm -hmm. 80%, you'll catch the rest through mm -hmm. The images and the, um, yeah. the context and the body language but mm. until you get to that 80 percent kind of threshold if you like then you know you will need to to sort of practice a bit more and train train mm. your ears to get used to to fast speech and actually check mm. your work that's the big thing check your work and get feedback because otherwise you'll just watch movies and be like why do they talk so weird and <laughs> so fast? Oh gosh! Uh, which, yeah. which is what I used to do in French when I didn't even have the subtitles, so I really couldn't figure some stuff out. But oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes it's yeah, just fast or. That was part one of our episode with Kara, and we'll be back next week with the second part of our guest interview.